0: bless the Lord boy he is the same God yes he is yes he is amen if you would stand for the reading of the word of this same God Hebrews 13 and 8 says Jesus Christ the same yesterday today and forever this is the same God. Amen. What what a powerful celebratory reminder. reminder. Amen. If he did it before, he can do it again. Amen. He the same God. Amen. Excuse for being personal before I read the scripture, but yesterday, Mark, 38 years ago, on this December the 16th, 1979, and I was 28 years old, and I walked away from my teaching position at Longview High School. I taught psychology, economics, political science, world history, health, and I had four children, a wife, and 38 years ago yesterday, I walked away from Longview High School, and I went full-time pastor of the Bethlehem Baptist Church, in Terrell, Texas and some of the pronosticators of pessimism and doom told me I would never make it but the same God is. <laughs> amen <laughs> same God amen. amen well bless the Lord <laughs> and we got the Terrell Texas with only four children And God said to me, Well, you ain't got enough. So we had another one. Amen. And God brought us. Same God. Amen. Well, bless the Lord. Amen. This month, 20 20 some years ago, when the Lord took Reverend Franklin home in December. There were some folks that said St. James was going to close up. But the same. All right. Amen. Well, I right, Amen. Y'all get it. Y'all get it. Because some of the same folks said you weren't going to make it. And look at you here this morning. All fat, fine, and fluffy. Same God. <laughs> well, amen. Amen. Well, amen. <laughs> yes, sir. Well, bless his name. That same God amen that's who we are preaching about amen 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 thank you choir that same God amen eternal God our Father how we bless your name how we thank you Because if there's any failure the failure is not in you it's in us because you are the same God same God same God same God Who dried our tears when our hearts were broken? You are the same God that when the doctors had given up on us, you walked in the hospital room and you touched our bodies. Same God. When they said we would never be sober. But here we are today, sober and in our right mind because you are same God. (laughs) So we thank you today. And if you did it then, you can do it again. Thank you now. Take your servant, use me. This time a proclamation and that will tell a dying world it doesn't matter who's in the White House you're the same God thank you now we bind every demon spirit that will come against us we speak peace and power in the lives of your people we thank you now. Take your servant, use me for your glory. And when you said I finished moving and touching, as only you have the power to move and touch, we give you all the praise and we'll give you all of the glory. For we ask it in the strong name of Jesus the Christ. Name we pray, and all those who love the Lord said, Thank the Lord, thank the Lord, thank the Lord, Amen, Amen, Amen. Genesis chapter three, and we will conclude for this time if the Lord say the same. Genesis chapter 3, and we'll be reading verses 14 through 19. Same God. <laughs> Amen. I dare you to think about it with you. Same God that we're preaching about now. This is the same God. For with God, <laughs> nothing shall be impossible. Amen. Sometimes you know your cup just run over. We really, you, you don't you don't mean to, but sometimes when you start thinking of the goodness of Jesus and all that He's done for. Amen. Sometimes your cup just runs over. Amen. And if you really want to mess the devil up, give God all the praise. If you really just want to mess, if you just really want to mess that devil up, you give God the praise. Amen. Because God inhabits. The praise of his people. Uh, Genesis chapter 3, verses 14 through 19. Uh, Let's read out loud. I'm reading from the King James Version of the Bible. Whatever translation you have, uh, let's read out loud uh, together. And the Lord God said unto the serpent, Because thou hast done this, thou art cursed above all cattle and above every beast of the field. Upon thy belly shall thou go, and dust shalt thou eat all the days of thy life. And I will put enmity between thee and the woman, between thy seed and her seed. He shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise his heel. Unto the woman, he said, I will greatly multiply thy sorrow and thy conception. In sorrow thou shalt bring forth children, and thy desire shall be to thy husband, and he shall rule over thee. And unto Adam, he said, because thou hast hearkened unto the voice of thy wife, and has eaten of the tree of which I commanded thee, saying, Thou shalt not eat of it. Cursed is the ground for thy sake. In sorrow shalt thou eat of it all the days of thy life. Thorns also and thistles shall it bring forth to thee, and thou shalt eat the herb of the field. In the sweat of thy face shalt thou eat bread till thou return unto the ground for out of it was thou taken for dust thou art and unto dust shall thou return amen the grass withered the flower faded but the word of our God is going to stand forever uh, uh, the genesis of Christmas part three the Genesis of Christmas. You may be seated. The Genesis of Christmas, Part Three. Uh, Genesis means the beginning. Christmas did not start in the New Testament. Uh, this is the Genesis of of Christmas, and the theme of the sermon today is. You can run, but you can't hide from God. That's our theme of this sermon. You you can run, but you can't hide from God. What have happened, the context of this, I've been dealing with this. uh, Adam and Eve had sinned. And actually sin did not enter the world until Adam ate from the tree. God, our Heavenly Father, is going to have the final word. And when he speaks, that's it. Amen. Let me say that again. God, our Heavenly Father, is going to have the final word. And when he speaks, that's it. There will be no appeal in county, city, city. District, state, federal, or the Supreme Court. Because when God speaks, that's it. He he is the God of creation, He is the God of revelation, He is the God of sanctification, He is the God of justification, He is the God of salvation. And he is the God of consummation. And when he speaks, that will be it. There are some of you this morning running from God. And instead of running from God, you ought to be running to God. And say, Lord, here am I. Use me in your service. Well, this morning I deal with the four components of this judgment of God. The pronouncement of judgment from God. I'm not too hung up what people say. Because it's not final until God says it. Amen. And that was wrong with many of you this morning. You are too concerned about what people are saying about you. You live your life based upon what people will say or think. You spend money you don't have to buy things you don't need to impress people you don't even like because you're concerned about what people are going to say. It doesn't matter. The main thing that matters is what is God saying. So in verse number 14, first of all, we see the curse that God puts upon the snake. The curse that God put upon the snake, and 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 caused the snake to crawl on the ground. There are over three thousand different kinds of snakes, and they all crawl on the ground. The serpent, the snake, is a symbol of death and destruction, and uh, this this most beautiful and subtle creature is now a loathsome reptile because God cursed the snake. This, the deepest mysteries of the gospel is found sometime when you look uh, in Numbers 21 about uh, the, the, the brazen serpent that put up on the cross and those who were bitten uh, looked up and lived. But Satan, uh, the, or rather the snake, is a symbol of death and destruction. If you don't believe me, how many people do you know have a snake for a pet? And please, if you know anyone who have a snake for a pet, let me know. Because I sure enough will not visit them. Amen. Amen. You can ask Samuel Jackson on the snakes on a plane. Amen. What what snakes? And God, curse snakes. Snakes believe in the original creation, they walked upright. And they are still some of the most beautiful colored animals you will ever see. But they crawl on the ground. Now you got some two-legged snakes, but I'm talking about these creatures. <laughs> they, they crawl on the ground. Because God cursed the snake. And now they sliver and crawl on the ground. A symbol of death and destruction. That's God's pronouncement upon The snake. Then secondly, look at God pronouncement upon Satan. Verse number 15. This is the verse. This verse is known as the pro-evangelical of the Bible, which means this is the gospel in the Old Testament. This also is the verse that you know as the seed plot of the Bible. God's plan for the redemption of mankind. And it is predicted uh, uh, about the perpetual hostility between Satan and the woman because all life comes out of a woman. You see, uh, everybody don't have a father. Say that again. Everybody don't have a father. Some, some people had a sperm donor. Amen. Amen. <laughs> And there's difference between a, a sperm donor and a father. A sperm donor is somebody who has sex with your mama and left. See, But a father is somebody who has sex with your mama and marries your mother and takes care of you. So everybody haven't had a daddy. I thank God I had a daddy. He was my daddy until he died. But everybody you see have a mother. Some woman gave you seven or nine months free rent. You were in her stomach, Amen. And this is why Satan hates women, because all life goes through a woman. The difference: a woman is a man with a womb, and and uh, this is why that's why in this country it's so hard to get rid of that demonic activity called an abortion. That's why the devil will kill innocent babies uh, while in a woman's stomach. Have you ever thought about why, why they're so persistent? Want to kill innocent babies. And then we will feed known criminals and take care of them. But an unknown baby, hmm, it make you want to do some thinking. Why? Because Satan hates women. And when you look at and do uh, any kind of uh, discovery of it, you will discover that uh, male homosexual men hate women because a woman is what they will never be. Well, amen. And it's that woman. See, our laws of jurisprudence are designed to protect men, I mean, protect women and children from satanic men. Just this past week here in in Austin, I haven't found out the name of the lady, but uh, her boyfriend or her, somebody stabbed and killed her. And the police had to shoot him. He was still going to stab her again because, see, Satan hates women. Well, bless his name, amen. Bless the name of our Christ, man. And that's why, because every life gonna come through a woman, amen. I know some of y'all, y'all been reading the tea leaves and these unsaved folk, uh, you know, about uh, ain't nothing wrong with a woman having abortion. Well, you know what the word abort means, mean to stop. Aren't you glad your parents didn't abort you? Amen. And that devil tried to get my mama 66 years ago to abort me. Talking about how I was going to be either physically or mentally off. <laughs> Somebody help me say, that devil's a lie. <laughs> Trying to kill y'all pastor. I would, this pulpit would be vacant this morning. Well, bless the Lord. Satan hates women. And that's why every man, every man, you marry, you boy, take care of your wife. I get that on down here. See here, God is prophesying the virgin conception. The woman don't carry the seed. The woman carries the egg. And this is why Mary was so shocked and confused in Luke chapter one, verse number 34. Then Mary said unto the angel, how shall this be, seeing I know not a man? The seed of the devil represents the antichrist. And first John four, two and three says, by this know ye the spirit of God, every spirit that confesseth that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is of God. And every spirit that confesseth not that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is not of God. And this is that spirit of antichrist of which ye have heard that it should come and even now already is in the world. See, you don't care where, you start asking these people, what do you all believe about Jesus? Did Jesus come in the flesh? What do you believe about Jesus? And the woman, she would crush the devil's head. When Jesus rose from the dead on Resurrection Sunday, uh, Satan's head was crushed. All power was given unto Jesus. And then Satan crushed his heel when he nailed him on the cross. In Revelation, we see the final end of the devil. See, the devil knows where he's headed. That's why he's working so hard trying to keep you from knowing where you can go. (laughs) See, Satan knows where he's headed. He knows his ultimate doom. That's why he fights to keep you from being saved. You see how the devil fought you to try to keep you from being saved? You know how he tried to keep you from going to church? And then when you did get saved, Satan tried to fight you to keep you from knowing the word of God because see Satan already knows where he gonna end up. Amen. Revelations chapter number 20 and verse number 10 says and the devil that deceived them was cast See, Satan is a deceiver and he's going to be cast into the lake of fire and brimstone where the beast and the false prophet are and shall be tormented day and night forever and ever. That's where the devil is headed. He knows knows where he's going. That's why he keeps trying to fight you to keep you from going to heaven. He knows where he's going. He is on his way to eternal damnation. So God said, I'm going to put enmity. Emity means warfare. Amen. Oh, the devil hates women. Amen. And that's why some of you, you're married. That's why I suggest before people get married, it is never too late. Some of y'all need to go now see a good Christian therapist. Because some of y'all are mad. Satan hates women he's going to hurt women that's why amen, amen that enmity going on that warfare trying to kill innocent babies and then the devil see the psychological fallout from women having abortions and he hates womanhood because everybody born goes through a woman aren't you glad your mother gave you them nine months somebody say amen thank God for he said, so the devil now is going to be defeated. And if you're on the devil's side, you're already defeated. You're fighting a losing battle. That's why every now and then when the cowboys win, I like to videotape them like I did last Sunday. And they won. And the end don't change. So I just run it back over and over again. And every time... They win. Well, see, as believers in every situation, the same God we win. All right. Hey, man. <laughs> so, 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 God, God cursed the snake. He now put the penalty on Satan, hating women. Now, number three, look what God pronounces on Eve because of her, because of entrance of sin which brings confusion and disorder and chaos, God had to establish order. And so a woman's life is changed in four ways. Four ways because of sin. Number one, pain in childbirth. See, haven't met a woman yet that said, "Rev, I just love having children. She said, boy, that really makes my day. I just... That's why some of you all look funny at any woman have more than one, amen. Last Sunday, Reverend Jane Bolton—he's the seventeenth child of twenty, amen. amen. I'm the youngest of twelve. Uh, my granddaddy claimed twenty-two. Now, Paul Paul, it could have been twenty-five, or it could have been less, because Paul would stress the truth. Uh, my great grandmother had eighteen. But I haven't, I have anybody had a baby here they'll say I had a great time? Any woman want to stand up and say, it was a whole lot of fun? Say, Malphite, I'm looking forward to having several more. Say. amen, amen. Well, amen, I, I guess nobody, amen. You know, nobody, amen. So, first of all, it's true, pain in child. Malphite, oh, I got to be careful saying it. amen. My, my wife, you get mad at me. It's your fault. I said, why is it my fault? <laughs> amen. You know, and the pain. Child. Number two thing, sorrow in raising them. Big mama used to say it like this: when they are young, they are on your lap. But when they get old, they're on your heart. And and women sorrow for in raising their kids. The Proverb number 10, verse number one. Proverb chapter 10, verse 1 said. The Proverbs of Solomon, a wise son make it a glad father, but a foolish son is the heaviness of his mother. Mothers have a sorrow they, for their children. They, amen. They, they, they long for them. You know, they, they never grow up. They, they, they want to keep them close. Amen. Amen. I don't want to be too personal anymore, but mine know. You know, they, they call their mother every day, but they ain't got to call me. Okay, no, because uh, I'm a you know. They, they women long for their cheer every day. Oh. when Reverend Clemens and I was in South Korea several years ago, and there was a big statue separating North Korea from South Korea, with a huge statue of this South Korean mother with her arm stretched out toward the north. Want your back, mother sorrow. There's some woman this morning here. You, you really. And I don't care how bad that rascal act. He's still your, your child. Amen. Boy, amen. That's somebody thank you. That's my baby. Thank you, mama. Amen. Okay, how old are you again? Amen. For my mama, dad, I'm in my fifties. And I go see her. She said, "How's my baby?" And I said, "I'm doing all right, mommy." Amen. <laughs> Amen. She's sorrow. Amen. See? that woman, it, 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 am I, is the Bible right so far? I mean, it's sorrow. And that's why women, that's, a, that's another sermon, that's why women have a hard time letting songs go. Oh, They're they reaching for sorrow for raising children. They just, oh, amen. Well, bless the Lord. Excuse me again for being personal. My wife used to wouldn't go to sleep until hers came in. Listen, I'm going to bed now. They got a curfew. <laughs> if they're not home by a certain time, don't come on, especially on Saturday night. Cause... All right, let's move on. Man, somebody, but that's all right. Man, that woman long for children. And then, and, then, and then the third thing, she, she, she yearning for a man which she cannot root out of her nature. See, every woman Wants a man. Amen. Well, you say what you want, so you ain't gotta say nothing. Somebody said, Thank you. I got a brother said every woman is in her DNA. I don't care how bad that man treat her, as soon as she gets well, she's gonna start looking for another man. My mama was in her 90s gonna tell me talking about, you know, if I can find somebody. Yeah, amen. Amen, that's right. Amen, amen, amen. She can't root it out. And that's why even in a lesbian relationship, one of them try to act like a man. Because it's in her nature. She want a man. Yes, sir, she'll tell you that. That Listen, I'm not... I've been around the block several times. Everybody not coming to church on Sundays to hear the choir and hear me preach. There are some women here looking for a man. And they have a network. And after church, they'll text. Matter of fact, now they can text doing service. If somebody join church. A child, a young man join church. Morning. They want to know, was he married? See, Because he's looking for a man. Well, bless his name. Amen. Okay. Amen. A woman looking for a man. Amen. Well, bless the Lord. Now, y'all who, you all who are can say Amen. That young, that single one. Don't fool yourself. Amen. She looking. That's why a lot of women come to church. A lot of women they don't go. See, a man is lazy. We are different. We will lay up at the house and let our wives go to church. You know, by ourselves. By Tell them turn the lights off. Hurry back. But listen, a woman. Ain't gonna be letting her husband go nowhere too much by himself, cause she gonna come looking and see who. Cause she know her other sisters are looking for what? A man. Well, bless his name. All right, let me. Yes, sir. They, they want to know is he single? Is he? Okay. She want a man. Amen. All right, let me. The, third, the fourth way a woman is changed because of sin uh, she is to be controlled by her husband uh oh that's why so many women have a problem with that submit See, see. because uh, uh, of a woman's propensity uh, to, to do secret stuff after sin there had to be some order so your, her desire is going to be and he's going to rule now that rule is not supposed to be a dictator not supposed to be cruel, because every man supposed to love his wife as Christ loved the church. In all other religions, women are treated as property. That's why I get so sick of this hypocritical. I mean, this hypocrisy in this nation. You talk to some Muslim woman; they don't say nothing. They won't say nothing. They all wrapped up. Many times they ain't saying nothing. Property. The Christian religion, we elevate womanhood up on the same level with manhood. And husband, love your wife as Christ loved the church. Now I tell women all the time, don't marry a man you can't submit to. You're going to have a problem. Amen. Amen. Don't, because a real man ain't going to take all that foolish from you. Amen. You ain't supposed to submit to every man, just to your husband. wife. submit to your own husband as unto the Lord. So she pain and childbearing sorrowing a yearning for a man and she has to be ruled by her husband. Boy, that, the feminists hate that. Boy they, boy, they hate that. Ain't no man gonna tell me what to do. You are probably single, aren't you? Okay. <laughs> That's <laughs> uh-huh. All right. like the woman at the well, she could get them but she couldn't keep them. Amen. And a real man ain't going to pull up with your foolishness in disrespecting him. Amen. So that's, to, to I'm, I'm, I'm about finished. I'm glad we got through shouting and everything before I got to this. Because cause see, some of you, why me need to go home today and apologize to your husband for disrespecting his leadership. See, amen. That's why that's sin. I ain't going to do no more amen then then fourthly and finally verses 17 through 19 now God get to Adam and look what he said to God God was highly upset with Adam because he listened to Eve and disobeyed God now you read it you I am not I don't know, I don't know Hebrew and Greek but I've heard some of my professor talking about how boy, God like God was beating on the desk man when God came out. See, I keep asking the question, what did Eve have to get Adam to disobey God? What did Eve have to get Adam to say no to God? God was upset with Adam because he listened to Eve instead of God. And that's why I told y'all last week, a lot of women don't know how to take a compliment but let me tell you what there are no weak women see you throw that in a trash can somewhere there are no there are no weak women it depends on what kind of mood she's in but there are no weak women because women have influence well bless his name amen we have an alphabet we wear clothes today because of a woman the one for women we still be talking giblets, mumaka wouldn't be no flowers around. <laughs> I could care less about a rose garden, but I bound because my baby likes them. See. Amen, amen, Well, bless the Lord, amen. She caught she, she, us upset. See, once God said it, says it, we don't change it for nobody. Psalms 119, 89 says, Forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. Isaiah 48 says, The grass withereth, the flower faded, but the word of our God stands, shall stand forever. Matthew 24, 35 says, Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my words shall not pass away. Revelation twenty-two nineteen, 19 and if any man shall take away from the words of this book of this prophecy God shall take away his part from the tree of life and out of the holy city from from the things which are written in this book God was upset with Adam have you ever had your parents upset with you have you ever done something silly and when your parents got home doctor Hey! What? <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> y'all still, some of y'all still a little wet. Let me finish my sermon. Amen. God was upset. That's why when God speaks his word, I'm not changing the book for nobody. Amen. I don't care what people say. Whatever what did the book say? See? What the Bible say? See. I'm not getting in trouble with God for nobody. Amen. Amen. I, I don't I don't like you that much, no way to give in trouble with God. You think I want to choose you over God? God was upset. And what's wrong with some of you all? You all have compromised the word of God. God said it and whether you believe it or not, that settles it. And God was fuming foaming with Adam. Adam, because you hearken unto the voice of your wife. Now, I listen to my wife in everything except what the book says. I listen to her uh, economically, psychologically. I listen to her. I get her advice. She directs me. But when it comes to this book, Amen. Ain't nobody. Well, I, I say Amen myself. Thank you. That's all right. I say it myself. Amen. When it comes to this book, I'm not listening to preachers, deacons, missionaries, prophets, apostles, and nobody else. God said it. And I ain't getting in trouble with the Lord. Amen. I'm going to tell you about me. I don't know. He was mad. They know what God did. God did not curse Adam. He cursed the ground. He cursed the ground for Adam's sake. It's, it's better for fallen man to battle with reluctant earth than to live with, without tall. Matthew Henry said God gives man work to keep his mind preoccupied from his ultimate doom. The inevitability of sorrow in every man's life. Verse number 17. Job said in Job 14 and 1, man is born of a woman of a few days full of trouble. we just in sorrow. Baby. There's always something going on. About time you pay off your car. About time you get older, your body start acting up. And and then your children, or something else is just sorrow. He said, you know, God give us work to keep our minds off our inevitable doom. Physical death comes because of sin. Yes, we are all dying. And it's because God This right here, this is the penalty upon Adam, sin, uh, Romans chapter 5, verse 12. Wherefore, as by one man sin entered into the world, and so death by sin, so death passed upon all men, for that all have sin. And that's why we are on our way to the graveyard. Amen. Young folk don't understand this. Those of us over 50 understand that we got more time behind us than in front of us. And it doesn't matter how you take care of yourself, how often you get your check up and check it out, we are all physically dying. It just, amen. That's, that's a gloomy thought. You know, it, 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 I mean, we all. Uh, we all done. Look at your neighbor. And say you too, buddy. I mean, you. You. The only problem is we just don't know when. That's why Satan tried to keep people from coming to Christ because of the doom of physical death. He said, "Because you listen to the woman, you're going to die." And all of us have an appointment with death. Hebrews nine twenty seven. As it appointed the, the man wants to die. After this come the judgment. We, we are all, oh, the, the Greeks, talks about the, 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 the labor in this old body. The older we get, you know, we start dragging this old body around. You know. uh, amen. I went to a ba- basketball game on Friday night and saw LBJ play Westlake. And I was telling the people, I was sitting beside, you be the time I play ball all day long all day long. Just take a break and then just get through some water and a sandwich and stretch some more and go back out on the floor again and just dunk it, you know, just oh, I doing that, uh, that, that Russell Westbrook just come in and just uh, throw it down. But now I just get tired thinking about. It. Matter of fact, it probably take me three hours just to warm up the plate. Amen. Go. You will smell more Bengay than you ever smelt in your life. Because, amen. Yeah. That's why a lot of. That's why a lot of folks ain't saved. They just get old. They just stop going out because you can tell when you get old because you start getting sleepy by nine o'clock. Amen. <laughs> Alright, amen, amen. Amen. That's you, amen. You can act like you want to, but amen. We, we all dying, amen. You all dying. You don't drink like you used to drink. It's not because, like, you're saved. In fact, your stomach can't stand it. That, you, can't, amen. And you don't go to the club no more because you can't stand all that noise. You can <laughs> you're dying. I mean, I'm, amen, we're dying, amen. amen. Big mama said, anytime you got to rock two or three times to get up, <laughs> and then when you do get up, you just can't get up. I've been telling y'all this, and all I get, I'm seeing it come true. When you do get up, you just can't start walking. You, you, when you stand up, you got this. St- st- stand there for a moment and make sure everything is. i being through your back out trying to, <laughs> try to. Well, bless his name. We're dying. That's, that's, ain't nothing, that's the best thing to say. Just the old age and the penalty of death. We're dying. We're, di- we're dying. Amen. Some people tell me, Reverend, you came here, you were, you were so much younger. And I said, yeah, and you were too. Amen. <laughs> I ain't just getting old by myself. <laughs> like, like I'm the only one. No, we all. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. Yeah, amen. But not, and, 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 and it would be a very morbid thought if the story stopped here. But 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 that's good news. I'll I'll save and tell you the rest of it next Sunday. But that's good news because in this pronouncement of justice, God gives a provision for salvation. That's that's why you miss Christmas if you start in Matthew or Luke. Because in verses 20 and 21 of, of Genesis chapter 3, and Adam called his wife name Eve. Because she was the mother of all living. What what do you, what would you call your wife if you could name her? What would you call her? See, Adam had faith. He called her Eve because she the mother of all living. And then verse twenty-one. Look at the provision of God and and Adam also for for and his wife. Did God make coats of skins and to clothe them? Uh, that was God's righteousness that he gave Adam. He clothed him in his own righteousness. You see, you can't celebrate Christmas without talking about Calvary. And a lot of folk keep wanting to try to keep Jesus in the manger as a little baby but he's no baby no more. (laughs) No, no, you can't keep him. He ain't no little baby in the manger no more. He grew up and he died and he rose again and he's coming back again for our salvation. And that's why every believer, you ought to get happy this, this time of the year because it reminds us that God keeps his word. It, it reminds us that in our in, the, in it reminds us in our sad predicament, God gives us hope. Yes, we all have sinned. Yes, we all have come short of the glory of God. But God did not leave us out by ourselves. He gave us a provision, which is his son, Jesus the Christ. So I close this morning with three questions everybody sooner or later must answer. Three questions, and I'm in my seat, and we're on our way uh, to Papa Do's, Luby's, or wherever you go to eat. Just make sure they don't have no snakes there whatever you go to eat uh, there are three questions sooner or later everybody must ask and answer number one are you saved that's the first question that what Christmas is all about Jesus said "This son of man came to seek and to save that which was lost are you saved number two is who saved you and then number three how did he save you? That, that's good news for a dying world. And I guess I ought to close this morning by answering no questions myself because there are some people who don't think no preacher is saved. But let me tell you, I am saved. Forty-five years ago, the second Sunday in August, about three o'clock p.m. at the Old Portview Baptist Church on Washington Street in Longview, Texas, I asked the Lord Jesus to come into my life. So I answer two questions in one. Yes, I'm saved. And who saved me? Well, Jesus saved me. Not being a black Baptist, not being Pentecostal, not being a Methodist, not being a foot washing CWFF, but Jesus saved me. And how did he save you? He saved me. By dying on an old rugged cross. They, they didn't kill him, he died. You see, you don't kill God. You see, Jesus died when he got ready to die. And before he died, the old preacher said, he sent a telegram to his father, said, I'm coming home and I'm bringing company. Cause he told that thief on the right side today, thou shalt be with me in paradise. Yes, you can't have the Christmas story without talking about a provision. He died on a rugged cross. He died until the sun Refuse the sign You see our two sons Can't shine at the same time When the S-U-N stopped shining The S-O-N keep on shining He died Put him in a borrowed tomb But the reason why We can go and tell it on the mountains over the hill and everywhere we can go and tell it on the mountain that Jesus cried was born he died on friday Buried in a borrowed tomb. But the reason why we still shout for joy is that early Sunday morning. Early Sunday morning. Early Sunday, morning early Sunday morning, he rose. From the dead, and he's coming back again. If you are saved, you may not shout every Sunday, but every now and then I ought to say, Lord, thank you, because I received the greatest gift, and the greatest gift is the gift of salvation. I'm saved. By the power divine, I'm saved. Hey, I am healed, and heals mine. You can run, but you can't hide from God. People say, "Rev, why are you preaching?" Listen, I'm preaching not to be saved. I'm trying to announce to every sinner there's good news. He's looking for you. To every sinner, he loves you. And he's said, Come on. You don't have to die like that because you are dying. You do know that. Yeah, but you can, he said, Come on. I give you a new life. And I give you life more abundantly. Ooh, thank you. Go tell somebody, get a big old gift and play like you're going to give it to somebody and say, before I give you this, let me tell you about the real gift. And that is give the gift of salvation. Oh, I know it's all right. Thank you.